Next up, BYU Sports Nation expectations. What are yours when it comes to the upcoming season for Taysom Hill? BYU baseball's big bat, Colton Shaver, joins the program. And we'll have the always dapper assistant coach from BYU basketball, Terry Nash, in Studio B. Plus, we'll play big deal, no deal, which we know is always a big deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Thursday, June 16th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard, teamed up with the man who gives dating advice to Taylor Swift, <laughs> Brian Logan. I did not. So when you asked me, did you like see that? I didn't, I didn't read that part. So <laughs> do you know who Taylor Swift is now? First of all, Taylor Swift is known for going through uh, significant others quite rapidly. Yeah. So she yeah. Is, she's broken up with her uh, most recent beau, and now she is dating Loki. Yeah, that's... She's dating not, not actually the character Loki. Tom Hiddleston, the guy that played Loki in The Avengers and Thor. Good for her, man, because, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of Taylor because I'm... My heart is it goes to Justin Bieber, man. So 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 it's you know, an either or for you. It's an either or for me. There's some people that they they like both, but those people are kind of weird. So usually you just go to one side, right? And I'm on, I'm on the Bieber side, but I do know that every time she goes through a breakup, there's some good music that comes from it. So good for her. She you know her her team is probably like, look, we haven't had a hit in a while. Justin Bieber is tearing it up. You got to get back out there, go find a boyfriend, break up with him, and then. Go produce a hot record. Well, hey, Tom Hiddleston, not only is he Loki, he's rumored to be the next James Bond. I know there are rumors out there that he may or may not. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad power couple. If you're talking about Taylor Swift dating Loki slash James Bond. I, it's, it's weird, man. I don't, I don't like when superheroes cross over. Like, you're a significant character. James Bond is not a in, superhero. In this, in this, yeah, but, but Loki is a significant character. Right, and I don't know too much about the Avengers. If he's going to come in the next one, or however it may, you know, uh, play out. But it's like I can't. I can't, and I love James Bond. If I see if I see Loki playing James Bond, I'm, I'm going to be like, that's Loki. You know what I mean? It's like it, that's messing me up right now. I, 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 it's yeah, it I may change James Bond for me forever. Hey, here's the thing, though. We know it's not going to end well, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's not. Nope. Good luck, Breakups though. with Taylor Swift end very, very badly. Pray for Taylor. You know what? We were we were thinking uh, before the show started, it has been a really long time since you and I together yeah. did a show. I think it was, honestly, I think it was like December 30th. I think so, man. It's, and it, we had not actually, we have not seen each other since then. Nope. Like, other than yeah. on TV. Yeah, I see, like, as I said, I see, I see you on TV, but you can't see me back. But, you know, I'm... <laughs> What's 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 really cool for me too, Jason, is that you're not that much taller than me. Like you know, Spencer and, and this Jeremy, is the five so. nine and under. Yes, right now. yes, yes, bro. Like we, That's this is saying. this is exciting, man. I don't have to like raise my chair up <laughs> and have like all of these extra insecurities. Like, please don't go to a two shot. Please just do individual headshots, so I don't really see so fans don't see how short i really am so i'm happy to, to i'm glad you brought that up because that's actually something that crossed my mind that i thought about saying but, but i'm glad that you brought yeah, that up that yeah. it's on your mind too <laughs> yeah. 
There's no reason for us to feel short people props. There's no reason for us to be down on ourselves. No, 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 no. So to speak. Mm-mm. Oh, that was. I can see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Thank you very uh-huh. much. All right, let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headline. Sports Illustrated released an article on the rise of Liz Frank injuries in football, which featured Taysom Hill and his current recovery. We will talk about the specifics of that article coming up in just a moment. And here's another little tease for you. What does Napoleon have to do with that? Mm, Ooh, yeah, it has to do with everything. That's a tease. Sporting News has BYU as the runner-up to Notre Dame for the team with the most difficult quarterback decision in college football. I know BYU does not look at it as a difficult or a negative decision. I know they, they look at this as something positive yeah, to have. Positive. Team USA plays Argentina in Brazil today in the Volleyball World League at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Ben Patch and former Cougars Taylor Sander and Russell Holmes are on the team, so good luck to them today. Jacob Bregman went 2-3 for three yesterday with two RBI and three runs for the Nashville Sounds in their 16-3 win over the Memphis Redbirds. And Adam Law went 3-4 for four with two runs for the Tulsa Drillers. Always nice to see the former Cougars uh, tearing it up. Man. Tearing it up. And I'll tell you, Jacob Brugman, what he's doing with Nashville right now, he is fantastic. He was the yep. PCL Player of the Week recently. Uh, the series they had just up north from where we are uh, against the Salt Lake Bees a couple weeks ago, he was fantastic. Good to see the former Cougars uh, doing well as they uh, try and make it into the big leagues. It's time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Taysom's timetable. But by the time the season's here, he will be fully ready to jump over people, dominate, throw, run. He's going to have his full accoutrement of everything. He will have no nothing hindering him. He's going to be ready to rock and roll. Besides being in awe of the use of the word accoutrement. Accoutrement. I, I, yeah. <laughs> don't even know what that means, man. I, I had to Google it. I did Google it. Any, wor- any words His with... His full th- complement of, of equipment, things like that, yes, is, it, what, is what he meant. I struggle with any words over three syllables. So, you know. <laughs> that was Cougar great Chad Lewis, who was on BYU Sports Nation a month or so ago, saying he believes Taysom Hill will be 100% by the time fall camp arrives, which is just around the corner. And clearly, Taysom's health has been and will be a topic of discussion until there's definitive news But it was interesting to see that SI's Campus Rush did a piece on the history of the Liz Frank injury and how it became an injury that we're starting to see more and more. So the piece went into detail on how this injury affected Taysom Hill and what's ahead of him as he makes his comeback to the football field. And we mentioned earlier, first of all, I had not heard of the Liz Frank injury until Taysom had it. Yeah, me either, man. I, I didn't even even as people were trying to, to to describe it, I still couldn't really fully, I think, get my mind around it just because it was just so new for me in the whole entire concept. So I was I was thrown away. Liz, it was like Liz Frank. What? And I'm how, like, who was Liz? How do you? Yeah. How, <laughs> what What does Liz have against Taysom? I don't understand <laughs> it. But it, do you know where it started? Clearly, if we hadn't heard of the injury before Taysom, we probably don't know where it started. This is the origin. Liz Frank injuries are named for Jacques Liz Frank de Saint Martin, Jacques, who we all know, of course, as one of Napoleon's surgeons who first described them back in 1815. Hmm. So, Napoleon's surgeon is responsible for the naming of the Liz Frank injury. Thanks, Jacques. And it has to do with, with you know, the midfoot, it has to do with those bones in your feet. And from 2005, and we talked about how we're starting to see this more and more, from 2000 to 2005. The NFL saw an average 
of 14.2 Liz Frank injuries per season. Now, that was 2000 to 2005. Mm -hmm. That has increased from in 2006 to 2014. That has gone up from 14.2 to 18.9. So you've got almost four to five more cases of this per season where you're starting to see these Liz Frank injuries creep up, which brings us, Brian, to our Twitter question. What are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from a Liz Frank injury this season? First, tweet in at Twiggerstone to stay healthy. Part of me is worried he will injure himself again. A healthy season is a success. And I, 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 would, I would agree with that. A, a healthy season is a success. I, I think you also have to worry about him being injured. But I think overcoming the injuries uh, that he's had has, and, and just the, the history of that, I think I'm not worried about that at all, him coming back. It would be what's going to happen in the future as far as re-injuring you know, one of those injuries or uh, maybe getting injured in a different type of way. You know, the, the information that we gave in terms of the number of Liz Frank injuries, now that was obviously in the, in the NFL. And th- there really isn't any college-level database that could kind of quantify where it's at, but you have to assume that if you're seeing an uptick in the NFL, that you're also seeing an uptick in college. Yeah. You know, we're, we're kind of making that leap. But yeah, I mean, in terms of expectations for Taysom Hill this year, I don't know if I need to put the blue goggles on for this, if I'm just being naive. No, I don't but think I, so. I just expect Taysom to be Taysom. Yeah. I mean, he has shown a superhuman ability to heal. We've seen it with the ACL injuries, not to mention when he comes back, it's not just getting healthy, it's not showing any ill effects of it. No yep. slipping. I mean, mm-hmm. after that, we, we saw... Everybody kind of wants to look at that, that, that first run against Texas here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and just how he blew past the defense. Nobody caught up with him. Yep. Well, after the injury, he comes back the next year at Texas. Has another long run. Does the exact same thing. Pulls away from the defense. He showed no ill effects of it. Mm-hmm. I just expect him... To do it again. That's, that's exactly right, man. He's, he's proven over and over again that he can come back, and he comes back stronger without even you know skipping a beat. And, and to me, it would be more of the, his, his mentality, man, and, and the mental focus. Because as, as, as you are headed into your last year, right, this is truly the last chance. I mean, and, and, and you've had a couple of injuries that have ended your season. And if you have another one in the, fir- in the beginning of the, of the year – what do you do? You have to really focus on life after ball. And so what does that do to you as a player? To me, if I'm in his shoes, I'm thinking about that, that third and six or that fourth and one yep. that's crucial and there's two defenders and I got to dive or jump over somebody. I'm going to sit back and be like, mm, do I really, <laughs> really want to do this? It's game three. You know, I'm trying to go to play this stadium. I'm trying to play this team. I'm trying to, li- to live my last you know, opportunity to play college football. And so that's what I would be concerned about. And so if, you, if, if the mentality is shaken because of injury, what does that then do to you as a player, Jason? You start to second guess, uh, you know, your decisions. Do I, do I really want to run? Do I really want to, you know, make this, make this type of play? Um, and so maybe that, that could affect and hinder 
uh, his overall play because Taysom is Taysom because he's Taysom, yeah. right? And, and those who are true fans of Taysom, <laughs> there's a quote: cool, Taysom I'm talking is about Taysom that. because he's Taysom. Hey, somebody make a shirt. Let's make it. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Here's bro. some here's some good news. This this is the very positive aspect of this. Ninety percent of the players who, by the way, um, that this doctor works with, says that they cannot continue to play after the injury. What did Taysom do after this injury happened? Nineteen throws, a touchdown pass, two sacks, and almost unbelievably a thirty-five yard run on a hobbled foot. Not to mention, now that he's into the rehab, this SI piece goes into a, a to a chronicle a part of the rehab, and it says back in May he looks like any other player, sprinting in a blue yep. BYU tank. His golf induced farmer's tan is on full display, <laughs> and if trainers ask him to go eighty percent, he's going one hundred percent. In the weight room, he lifts with linemen, and it's only on certain drills like single leg box jumps that Mortensen and head trainer uh, Steve Pencock ask him to sit out or modify his motion. He is doing. Everything that he can, he's pushing himself within limits, obviously. Yep. This is just who this guy is, and that's why I just fully expect him to be ready to go. And for more good news, here's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 93, according to the University of Pennsylvania, nearly 93% of NFL players who sustained midfoot injuries from 2000 to 2010 return to play within 15 months of injury and with no statistically significant decrease in performance. So 93% of NFL players who sustained an injury like Taysom Hill returned to play within 15 months and showed no statistical decrease in performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Huge, man. Now, keeping within the 15 months, if that time frame stays, which we all think Taysom's ahead of it, yep. and it certainly sounds like he's ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Well, 15... yeah, I mean, because when, when, when we all heard that he was dropping back and in, in passing in, in spring ball, I was, I was like, what? Is, my, is something broken? Somebody <laughs> tweet this wrong? What's going on? What is he doing? Why are they letting him do it? And, and so then you step back and you think about the other injuries and how he's come back – almost bigger, faster, and stronger, not even skipping a beat. And then you start to think like, oh, yeah, it's that, that's that guy again. So it definitely makes sense. Well, 15 months would be November. But I think we both agree we kind of expect him to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. So I guess the question is, what about game one? Countdown to the Wildcats. 79. Woo! Days. Give me some. Yeah, that was nice. We actually debated whether or not we needed to say days or not. <laughs> we, we weren't 100% sure yes, on that. No, no. Uh, the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from the Liz Frank injury this season? Coming up next, Colton Shaver for BYU Baseball. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Do not forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Be sure to catch me today on June 30th. We will revisit the 1996 team along with a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special. And that 1996 team... Uh, Jason said is the best of all time. <laughs> what? What? I, I I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't. Oh. But I think oh, a, my case, bad. a case can be made for oh, that. Oh, oh, my bad. A man. case can certainly yeah. be made for that. 
There's no I, reason. There's no reason to backpedal. You know? <laughs> I, I honestly didn't. I think they had. <laughs> honestly, I think they had the most underrated quarterback in BYU history, and that's Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard that a lot as well. That he he didn't really get a lot of props that he should have. And it's. I, I thought he was fantastic. Twitter question today: What are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from a Liz Frank injury this season? This tweet coming in from Coog Baca: Taysom will excel under Ty's new offense, an offense that takes what the defense gives and will not expose him to as many hits. And uh, I know. I know that uh, somebody was telling me that at the Fan Fest in California, Taysom. Was was dunking a basketball? What <laughs> we're oh talking about? Gosh. How Taysom loves like this. This, this is just what this guy he pushes it. He loves to, to push the. He's he's superhuman. Yeah, he was dunking a basketball, and uh, Coach Sataki actually had to take the ball away from him. <laughs> it's like give me that, give me that, man. What are you doing? Well, that's interesting though because with with this type of offense, I mean, taking what what the defense gives you, it will. If Taysom is is comfortable and goes completely opposite of what I said, and and really being more mindful. Uh, or not being mindful, I should say. I wonder if if that's going to allow him to 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 shine, right? Because yeah. if if the offense is around giving or taking what the defense gives you, you know, how does does Taysom adapt to that? When we obviously know it's not like that, right? Yeah. Give me that tennis ball, I'll dunk it. <laughs> you know. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. But uh, speaking of uh, superhuman, joining us now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline, Colton Shaver, BYU baseball <laughs> DH, first baseman, catcher. Y- y- you do it all, Colton. Thanks for joining the program today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I not know superhuman like Taysom Hill, but <laughs> thanks for the credit. <laughs> so now, how are things going for you? What, what have you been doing? You were tearing up the Cape Cod League. You were named the league's player of the week. How have things been going for you? It's been going great. It's a lot of fun out here. It's fun playing with all these new guys, and it's fun just competing at this level. Colton, if you were named the league's player of the week, you you got to give yourself some credit of of having some superhuman power and some <laughs> and some strength, man. If if you know, there's there's some superheroes that I like in some groups, and everybody has a special feature or, or function. And there's obviously some like Superman, I would say, is like just the almighty, right? And so if you don't consider yourself something like that, maybe we say that Taysom is, what do you consider yourself and the type of superhero that you would compare yourself with? Ooh, that's a tough one. Hmm. Um, how about Wario? Wario off of the Mario Brothers? <laughs> Wario? <laughs> Mario Wario. That's not a superhero. <laughs> All right. He's a superhero in my book. No, you know what? He is a superhero. I just don't. I just don't know about his powers. So, give so give me some comparisons. Why would you? Why would you choose Wario? Well, he always had that. It wasn't always the fastest car on the on the game, but it was one of the more powerful ones. Um, okay. Also, he had a mean looking mustache too. Like the other <laughs> one, he didn't get enough credit for it. Hey, he would have. He could have easily been part of the Mustache Mafia, right? Oh, easily. <laughs> easily. He could have helped us win a couple more games, too, with that, mo- with that mustache. So now, Colton, the Cape Cod League is a pretty exclusive summer baseball league. I know it's by invite only. I, I heard Coach uh, Littlewood saying that it-, it may be the best baseball summer league out there. How did this opportunity – now, correct me if I'm wrong. It- it's Wareham, not Wareham, right? The Wareham Gateman. How did that present itself? Actually, it is Wareham. It is Wareham. Oh, I just I that's, assumed yeah, it was that's Wareham. How they say it out here. 
They say it Wareham. Wareham. Wow, okay. So how did the yeah. opportunity present itself to go into this very exclusive summer league? Um, well, the general manager, Andrew Lang, just made some calls to coach, and they just worked it out and got me out here. I honestly don't know the full details. I just know that Wareham is what they say, and I'm here to play for the summer. It's going to be fun. What makes this league so exclusive and, and one of the best, if not the best, summer baseball league in the country? Uh, well, it's, it's been that way for however many years it started, like however long it's been going. And they try to make it as competitive as it can be. They bring in a lot of the best kids in the country. Whoever's not been drafted, whoever is not doing Team USA, they bring those kids in, and it's an everyday grind to get better and compete at the highest level. Colton, how would you compare yourself with the kids that are playing uh, there right now, and, and maybe even uh, the kids that you know that have a great chance to make it and, and get drafted? Um, I compare myself pretty well, I could, especially with my bat. I know I can compete up here with my bat. Um, the pitching, it's really good, and it's a wood bat league, which makes it a little bit harder. But with all the work that we put in with our coach, uh, Jerry Weinstein, he's he's helping us become where we want, or he helps us get to where we want to go and be able to compete with the rest of the competition out here. So when I was in junior college, I would go up against kids that had scholarships to like Nebraska and Missouri, and I would just dominate them. And, and I would say, oh my gosh. I, I can make it. If if I if this guy is going to Missouri, I can I can definitely go somewhere. Do you have you had one of those moments uh in a camp like this where you've compared yourself that much to a, a big time uh star? Uh no, not really, just because a lot of them still haven't been able to come in yet. A lot of them are still in the super regionals in the College World Series. So not everyone's made it here yet. But mm-hmm. I do know that when we play some of these teams that have like the the big name colleges from the SEC, ACC, all that, I'm competing well, and I'm just they do they know how to do their thing, and I know that they're working on stuff to become better at their game, and I respect that. Hey, they're probably not on their best days; they're working on stuff, but I know that I'm going to try to do my best to make sure that I look like I'm playing at their level, if not higher. Happy to have BYU Baseball's Colton Shaver on BYU Sports Nation. He's playing with the Wareham Gateman of the Cape Cod League. How much, Colton, has it helped getting right back on the field and playing baseball again? How much has that helped getting over the way that the season ended? No, it helps out a lot because, you know, we had a good season. We didn't finish at the end. But it's, it's good to get back out here and just start competing again and trying to get better for next year. Colton, you you finished this past year with phenomenal numbers. Um, how did you feel about your performance? Um, I felt I felt good about it. I felt like I, I I worked hard. I tried to get better every day. Um, I feel like the end of the season, I didn't finish up how I wanted to. Um, I definitely didn't do everything I could to help out the team. But I'm looking forward to next year coming back in and trying to do the opposite and help the team out when when we need it. What are some of your specific goals headed into uh, this this next season based off of this last season and and, and how you finished the last season? 
Uh, I know one big goal that me and Coach have talked about is just getting better defensively so I could find a spot and also and just be able to help out the team that way. Um, also, just being able to keep a, a steady mind at the plate when things aren't going well and not letting it escalate to how, you, how the season ended for me. You know, I know it's one of those things where clearly, you know, as you mentioned, both for the team and for yourself, as you said, you know, you weren't pleased with the way that things ended. But overall, I, I don't know how anybody can look at this past season and not think it was a success. How will you remember this past BYU season? I remember it just by how we all got along, got along together. Like, the freshmen coming in, they were amazing. They were great teammates. They worked hard. And the upper classmen bonded well with the young guys. And it was just a great team with a lot of – with a great team chemistry. It was a fun year, and it's definitely a season to remember. Well, you mentioned all of the freshmen that came in and just performed admirably. I mean, I mean, you can't say enough about what what you saw out of the freshmen. You know, Keaton Kringlin and Daniel Schneeman, you know, guys like that. Just unbelievable. As is the case, though, with every season, BYU has guys going out, players coming in. What mm-hmm. excites you about next year for this team? When you think about all the pieces that are coming back, some of the new additions, what gets you excited about the upcoming season? I'm excited by just like the talent that we have coming back and. I know Keaton's going to come in. He's going to have a year under his belt. He's going to be working extremely hard. Schneeman's going to be the same way. He's going to be better than what he was this year, which is kind of hard to say because he had a great yeah. year. But he's going to be better than what he did last season. Um, I know the new guys coming in, they're just going to fit right in with how we work. I've met a couple of them. And I know they're going to be guys coming in to work hard and help us get to the next level. Colton, besides... Uh, joining these summer leagues, what do you do and, and focus on uh, throughout the off season uh, so that you are staying on top of your game and, and quite frankly, just not being bored? <laughs> yes, it, baseball definitely doesn't keep you doesn't keep you bored because there's always something to do to get better. And this this off season, I'm working hard and just working defensive skills, defensive quickness, uh, quickness overall, and just training every day to make help my back get better. You can always get better. You had a couple of teammates drafted uh, this past weekend in the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, both players went in the 11th round. Uh, Brennan Lund went to the Los Angeles Angels, almost said Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And Mike Rucker, ace pitcher, goes to the Chicago Cubs. Obviously, I know you're happy for them. Have you had a chance to talk with them and kind of uh, – Talk to them about what the experience was like. I haven't been able to reach out to Ruck, but I've talked to Lund, and I can tell you that he's super excited. He's very grateful, and he's honored for the opportunity that is set forth for him. And I know that both of them are going to be out there working their working their tails off, trying to rep the Y and bring us a good name and bring a good name for themselves. Around this time of year, when the draft comes around, d- does does it get you excited about? when the time will come, when that day comes for you, when, when that will be a reality? Uh, I try not to think about it too much because it could, it could overwhelm you a little bit. So I try to go one day at a time, and if the time comes, and the time will come, and I'll take I'll take grasp of it and make the best of the opportunity. So I know you say you're trying to think about it, but I'm going to go right back to, <laughs> to, to it. Um, have you heard 
from from the coaching staff of uh, just any scouts that are showing interest um, of you right now? No, I haven't heard too much. I've gotten a couple letters, but nothing that that's no words have really been exchanged too much, and we're going day by day and trying to get better so that the opportunity can be wor- uh, worthwhile. So, Colton, do, do you get to take your uh, walk-up song with you to uh, to the Wareham Gateman? Do you get do you get to? And you're gonna have to remind me. I heard it every game, but I still don't know what the <laughs> name of that song is. Uh, well, it is King Kong. That's the name of the song. It is King Kong. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what you said. It. I, th- I said it's something to do with King Kong. Little did I know I was actually saying the name. <laughs> yeah, it's by Jibs. So that that was the name. And no, they they didn't ask for walk-up songs. So. I get a I get a bear with what they give me out here. Well, I was I always I always loved when the song was being played to look over at the opposition and and watch them as you walked up to the plate and putting the fear in the opposition. I, I always love that. Colton Shaver joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. How about we give Colton some of the BYU Sports Nation karma okay. as he continues summer league. Oh, holding hands. Holding I, for, hands. I forgot that Brian we, likes to hold hands gotta, during this. Then we got to, let's, let's point our hands towards <laughs> the camera. Cold. So too cold. So he can get All right, that. Cole, there's I'm some, reaching back out. <laughs> there we go. That's what we like to hear. There's some BYU Sports Nation karma. Continued success in the Cape Cod lead. And we can't wait to, uh, to uh, get you back here in Provo and uh, upcoming uh, BYU baseball season should be an exciting one. Thanks, Colton. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Colton Shaver on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Our Twitter question, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from a Liz Frank injury this season? Coming up on the other side, in studio, BYU basketball assistant coach Terry Nashup. He's walking in studio as we speak. He'll join us in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Jason Shepard and Brian Logan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, always presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason, man, I'm excited for June 30th, BYU Football Media Day. Uh, Coach Sataki, Jamal Williams will be there, get a full breakdown of this upcoming season, what to expect. Um, I think I'm going to play a little bit of hooky, uh, with my job so I can be there and uh, just get the full experience, man. BYU Football Media Day is always a fun day coming up very quickly, coming up on June 30th. Let's quickly refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headline. Sports Illustrated released an article on the rise of Liz Frank injuries in football, which featured Taysom Hill and his current recovery. Sporting News has BYU as the runner-up to Notre Dame for the team with the most difficult quarterback decision in college football. We don't believe it's a difficult uh, or a negative situation, but just a positive. Good problem to have, certainly. Team USA plays Argentina in Brazil today in the Volleyball World League at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Ben Patch and former Cougars Taylor Sander and Russell Holmes are all on the team, so uh, good luck to them today. Jacob Brugman went 2-for-3 yesterday with two RBI and three runs for the Nashville Sounds in their 16-3 win over the Memphis Redbirds, continuing to tear it up. And Adam Law went 3-for-4 with two runs for the Tulsa Drillers. All right, uh, in studio, joining us in Studio B, honestly, one of the best-dressed guys yes, yes. around. I was wondering if you were going to have the, uh, the rims today. 
No you're, rims. You're today. one of the guys rimless, that can rock no the rims. Yeah, yeah, you can. No rims. No, it's contacts today. You, Terry Nash. You actually expired me, man. So I, I have, you know, good eyes and I don't have to. That sounded bad, but I don't need contacts or glasses. <laughs> but uh, every time that I've been on with you, you've, uh, you've had them on, man. And you've inspired me to buy some. And really, for, for this next, this upcoming season, uh, for Countdown to Kickoff, I'm going to wear some. Especially, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the guy's been giving me some, some, some tough times. You know, David Nixon, <laughs> uh, Uncle B's always on my side. But, you know, I, I, with, with the glasses, I'm just going to feel more smart, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to at least look smart, right? That's, it, my, it, that's my philosophy. <laughs> at least look smart. At least, yeah. Or smarter. Yeah, yeah right. smarter. Well, Coach Nash, how has your offseason been? Do you guys even have off seasons anymore? Yeah, it's right. it's been hectic. It's been good. It's been um, a lot of different things. But uh, April's a heavy recruiting period for us. Um, May is typically a time where you've got recruits coming in and doing those things. June's camp, and then July we're gone a lot. So okay. So when you're gone, are you out recruiting or? Are you just, mm-hmm. So no. I, I know yeah. with with football, there's a a, a period where they're they have a break and they're off and sometimes coaches go to hawaii or do anything like that is that anything do you see anything like that coming up for you guys you guys may is a good month for us i was able to do a family trip in may and okay. then august is another good month uh last year we went on a foreign trip and so we kind of lost out on august it was a great trip but we practicing yeah. and doing those things but uh, those are kind of the, okay. the two best months for us as far as a little time off how much actual vacation time do you guys take because i know a lot of times You'll you'll have some time, but just as coaches, it's just in your nature just to keep working. How much time do you actually take? You'll have to ask my wife about that. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like I'm always working. I'm always on and uh, always doing something. You feel like if you're not, you're going to get behind. And, you know, you have to stay in contact with these recruits and these kids. And uh, you have to stay on top of what's going on. This practice facility with um, all the different things, our schedule with our players, with equipment, with all the different aspects and areas that uh, – I work with you. Just have to stay up on it. If I get behind it, I don't sleep. It's not fun, <laughs> Coach. I, I uh, I'm a marketing guy at heart. That's that's one of my other passions. And just the the landscape of of technology has really changed. Um, just a lot of of ways that we interact with people is has that been a a positive or uh, has it made an impact with with recruiting being able to use certain social media platforms oh, i remember we couldn't even text these kids yeah, right? right we couldn't uh-huh. even text them and then now there's so many things yeah then there's so many different things you can do now and and um one thing that's nice is you used to have to call them on the phone and get them and then you have to are they okay to talk right then are they not it's not like you can shoot them a text and say hey do you have a minute you just right. have to cold call them and, and so that's all changed now you can shoot them a text or you can get you know direct message them on twitter and then they can get back to you and then that's kind of how you know how quick they get back to you is how close you are because you, you know stand, yeah. you know they're getting back to somebody quick right. you know and it, sometimes they're getting back to you quick and you know sometimes the, you know the time is delayed a little bit and so that that's one way that we can you know kind of gauge where everything's at with our recruiting process well i know right now is is a is a dead period in terms of contact you can't have any contact with the players but i know that's going to change coming up very soon what what do the next couple of weeks look like not only for you guys but the players now that i guess oh, at monday you can actually start like meeting with them is that yeah, correct? Yeah, well, once school starts, then we get we get eight hours uh, a week with them, two hours on the court, and then we'll get six hours uh, conditioning and um, in the weight room with them. And so we're excited. We're, we've got just about everybody coming back. They're all back from their missions. They're all kind of putting the pieces together, and they're yeah. all going to be come, coming in this weekend actually. And then Monday we'll start. We'll meet, 
and uh, we'll get going. So, so coach, I, I love you as a, a basketball coach and what you do, but you know, basketball as a sport is slowly, slowly uh, inching its way into my heart. But I've heard just a lot of buzz and just excitement just throughout the community. Um, how do you guys plan to, to handle the expectations moving into the season? I think we embrace them. I mean. It's awesome to hear about what people are saying. People are talking about basketball. They're yep. talking about our team. They're talking about our players. They know our guys. They know who's coming in. They watch them in high school. A lot of people, including us, have been waiting for these kids to come back. Yeah. You know, you, you put together a recruiting class, and then you have to wait for so long for it all to, to come together. And so we're, we're excited. We're thrilled. We want to embrace all of the hype. We want to um, – Coach is maybe the biggest hype machine of all. He, he goes into, <laughs> but he goes into these meetings, and we want to win every game. That's yeah. our plan. That's what we're trying to do. Right. And uh, we understand the challenges. It's a, such a young team. I think when you talk about this group and this recruiting class and everything, you're excited about a couple years down the road when they've had some experience and when yeah. they've been seasoned and they've been in every situation you can imagine. But it's it's getting there that's going to be great, yeah. and uh, we're excited about it's, that. That's that's that's. Interesting um, as far as the experience that they have or lack of experience. But as a coach, and, and I say this as, as a player, I would almost rather have everybody that's a starter or, or most of the people that are starting to be freshmen because I know that in, in four years in time, I'm going to have this elite squad if everybody can make it, stay healthy, etc. But what's your take as a, as a coach? Would you rather have a mix or would you rather have more guys that are seniors? I mean, give me your... You know, one of the, one of Coach Rose's things when he took over, our roster was very unbalanced, and it was uh, a big deal. I guess it's been ten, eleven, twelve years. It's been a long, quite a while. But he wanted to make sure that our roster was balanced. It's a little bit unbalanced now, but we feel like we're really talented. Yeah. And so we really like leadership. I think there's something magic and special about seniors. Oh yeah. And uh, obviously we have KD um, as a senior, but if you can have that leadership, then that really helps you along the way. What, what's tremendous is if you've got a young group of guys and you're still winning games. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to gain experience is to gain experience while winning. Oh yeah, and uh, that's what coach wants to do. So. Realizing I'm I'm asking you this question on June 16th, what do you and the rest of the coaches want the identity of this upcoming season's team to be? The identity. Yeah. What, what do you want the strengths and identity of this team to be this season? I think it's probably similar to. Every year that coach puts a, a group of guys on the floor, we want them to be competitive. We want them to compete every possession. We want them to be tough, and we want them to be a team. We want them to, yeah. to be together. We want everybody to give a little bit of themselves for the team, for the betterment of the team. Hmm. And uh, that is what coach wants every time. I was at his initial press conference, and he said we need to find the heart of the team, the heart the winners, and then we need to build around it. And that's what he wants every single year. And we've got a meeting on Monday morning at 7 a.m., and that's when that starts. Hey, I missed that, man. I'm a, <laughs> You're ready to go. You want to come. I am. You, ready saw, to play. You, you saw me, man. You smirking and smiling at me. I'm ready to go to play intramurals or something. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we love having Church Terry ball. on the show, but there's an added reason why it's even more important today. Five nine and under club. Oh yeah, that's exactly that, right. That's exactly like right. Three quarters, but we're gonna say five nine. Five and nine's under. great. Yeah. Five nine's great. It's yeah, beautiful. It is. Uh, men's assistant coach Terry Nash. Terry, thank you for the time as always. Appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us. It's great to be here. It's nice when you guys bring in the, the heavy hitters the, for me to come in. Guns. Yeah, the big guns. <laughs> the big yes, guns. Yes. Our Twitter question, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from a Liz Frank injury this season? We'll get to that. Plus, coming up next, big deal, no deal. Is it a big deal that, well, is it a big deal? We've got a big deal next. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason Shepard here, Brian Logan there, live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up on the show tomorrow, BYU basketball's Peyton Dastrup is back from his mission in Panama and will join the program tomorrow in studio. Plus, we'll check in with the Chiefs beat writer, Adam Teicher, for an update on Daniel Sorensen and Mitch Matthews. I don't know if you saw it. Um, do you follow Mitch on Twitter? I think so, yeah. Uh, yesterday. I, I, don't, I follow him, but I don't follow Twitter. Yeah, you're not, on, you're, you're not actively on Twitter as much. No, no, no. I, I just don't want to... <laughs> Just yeah. one less thing you want to have to worry about. Uh, yeah, I just I've just been more comfortable with my opinion uh, lately, and so yeah, I don't okay. want to get in trouble. Well, as a Chiefs fan, I'm following his career very closely, and obviously, you know, Danny Sorensen. And so I happened to notice yesterday there was a picture uh, from day two of minicamp, and he had shaved his head. Come to find out, he shaved his head for his mom, who obviously is battling cancer. So, oh, right, right, so uh, right. bravo to you, Mitch Matthews, yeah, move. Uh, supporting move, your mom. Our uh, Twitter question: What are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming? back from a Liz Frank injury this season at Shane Bleeds Blue with the pro style Hill won't run nearly as much and Ty running the offense he won't need to so uh, a, a positive outlook from uh, Shane Bleeds Blue on Twitter don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN Brian, this is one of my favorite segments. Mine too. It is time for Big Deal No Deal, brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Big Deal No Deal. All right, number one. Big Deal No Deal. BYU Baseball's Colton Shaver was named the Cape Cod League Player of the Week. All right, Brian, you take this one first. I'm going to say it's a big deal, man. I, you know, am not wasn't familiar with how they did the invites, and to find out that, you know, this is a, a personal invite, and it's the elites of the elites here. Um, that's huge, man, to be invited to that, to be even even just to be, you know, thought of. Yeah. That, hey, you know, I'm in this pool of 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 great athletes that have potential to, to play at the next level. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. It's, it's a big deal regardless of what league you're in. When you're the best in that particular league for the week, that's a big deal. But when you throw in to the yep. fact that it is an elite-level mm-hmm. summer league... Invite only. If invite only, and most of the guys that go play in this league play... At the next level, absolutely. Bouncers are out the door, man. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a big deal uh, for Colton Shaver. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Kyle Collinsworth continues his tour of NBA workouts and is on his way to Indiana. You can take this one, bro. I think it's a big deal. This, I, I know of at least 12 teams that he's worked out for, and, and I've heard, what, what, 27 out of 30 some odd teams that, that he, by the time it's all said and done, will have met with. I think it's a huge deal because, remember, Collinsworth was invited to Portsmouth, and then we all thought he was going to get an invite to the, uh, the Chicago pre-draft camp, and he didn't yeah. get it. And so you're like, oh, man, you know, that, that's, not, that's not a good sign. But now he's getting all these workouts, and it's not just for the Jazz, kind of a hometown thing he's getting workouts all over the country I think it's a really big deal I think it's a big deal as well man when 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 you say you know that he's had or is on track to to have you know 27 workouts I think that tells you something if you have a a home workout a home team workout or if you have maybe two or three scattered here and there I, I don't think you can really gather a lot of 
you know, interest or assume that there's a lot of interest there. But if you have almost every team that's that's reaching out to you, I think that's got to be a big deal and a good sign. Well, and, and not only that, I mean, when you're working out for these teams, you're, you're not just working out for to make the NBA roster in the fall. You're trying to get a, a summer league invite. Some of the most of these teams have D league teams that they need to fill. You know, you have yep. European scouts that will come check it out that you mm-hmm. could possibly play overseas. Yep. And so Kyle Collinsworth's going to make money playing basketball. I, I, I think it's a big deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Ben Patch is on Team USA for the World League in Rio and begins play today. What do you think, Brian? Big deal or no deal? It's a big deal, man. It's a huge deal. Are we going big deal for all of I think so. I, we, may, we may be on track. We Not may. to give the rest of them away, but <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a big deal, man. Um I mean, any time that you can go and, and, and represent yourself uh, in, in world play, I think, uh, I think it's a big deal and a good opportunity. Yeah, I, I think it's a big deal. I mean, clearly, and this is any sport, the biggest risk you take is, is injury, obviously. Yep. You know? that, that's what you're always just crossing your fingers that nothing happens in these, in these you know, Team USA or your national team games. But it's, it's, a, it's a big deal, not only for Ben Patch, because he, he gets to keep playing, he gets to play at an elite level against other elite competition. It's a big deal for BYU Volleyball yep. to be able to have representatives from your team. Yep. Recruiting, all that, yeah. With Team USA, I think it's a big deal. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Daniel Summerhays tees off in the U.S. Open today. I mean, it's the U.S. Open. Of course it's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge golf guy. No, me either. But Only putt-putt. <laughs> The U.S. Open is a big deal, and Daniel Summerhays is in it. Well, and, Here, and, and all, you know, all guys want is a chance. Get me in it, and let's see what happens. He was, so yeah, he, it's a big deal. He was an alternative, right? Like yes. He was, yes. So for him to, to, to be an alternate, alternative, alternate, same thing, uh, for him to have this opportunity knowing that's where he started, that, I think that's really the storyline right there. And, and usually, usually I, and I'm not trying to give like, speculations or anything, and I don't want to put this like, negative karma on him, but – most of the times, man, these, then just cin- stop. these just Cinderella don't. stories, you know what I mean, end up happening this way. Like, oh, he didn't even, he wasn't even supposed yeah, to be he wasn't there. supposed to be here. He didn't play football until he was like 49. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 49. Now, that would be a Cinderella story. He didn't play football until <laughs> he was 49. Hey, if you're a kicker, it could happen. So another, another big deal for both of us. All right, last one. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Game six of the NBA Finals tonight. All right, Brian. Uh... <laughs> this is all set up just to say big deal, isn't it? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, mm, yeah, I'm gonna say no deal. What? Yeah, just to be a contrarian. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no deal, man. <laughs> I mean, I know that there there could be a chance of a, a championship uh, team uh, tonight, but I, I I don't think that they're going to win. So that's why I say it's not a big deal. Nobody believes that you think it's no deal. It's a, of course a big deal. It's game six. It's an elimination game for the Cavs. It's an opportunity for the Warriors to win back-to-back championships tonight. Absolutely, it's a big deal. I think maybe because I'm, instead of watching the game, I'm going to go get uh, my kids' you know, pictures taken. So I'm going to miss it. So I'm just setting, watch it on the I'm app. setting myself up mentally. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm not going to watch this game, so it's not a big deal. You don't want to watch it anyway, Brian. Like, nothing special is going to happen. Well, so, if it's anything you know like I mean? Game 5, we're in for a treat tonight. The NBA Finals have been pretty exciting to watch, and I uh, can't wait for Game 6 tonight. That's Big Deal No Deal, brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Don't forget to chime in on our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from a Liz Frank injury this season? Loda Wood says uh, on Twitter, his unbelievable tenacity. Wait, coming up next, a little thing we like to call the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Uh, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Sports Illustrated released an article on the rise of list Frank injuries in football, which featured Taysom Hill in his current recovery. Also, Sporty News has BYU as the runner-up to Notre Dame for the team with the most difficult quarterback decision in college football. Volleyball. Team USA plays Argentina in Brazil today in the Volleyball World League at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Ben Patch, former Cougars Taylor Sander, and Russell Holmes are all on the team. Go USA. Also, Cougars the- in the minors. Yep, false start. Jacob Brugman went two for three yesterday with two RBI and three runs for the Nashville Sounds in their 16-3 win over the Memphis Redbirds. And Adam Law went three for four with two runs for the Tulsa Drillers. Men's basketball. The Tall Ferns of New Zealand were eliminated from Olympic qualifying tournament in a 64-62 loss to Cuba. Kalani Purcell, BYU women's basketball player, had nine points and eight rebounds in that game. Nice. Track and field. BYU track and field team finished 10th in the nation for the men and 14th in the nation for the women. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is waiting to tee off in the U.S. Open as the weather in Oakmont, Pennsylvania has suspended play. (laughs) Soccer. (laughs) Men's soccer kicks off tonight at San Francisco City FC at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, future guests on the program fresh off his mission. Peyton Dastrup will join the program tomorrow. We'll get his take as he uh, looks to uh, be one of the newest members of the BYU basketball team. Also, Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN.com. We'll, uh, we'll have uh, those guys coming up over the next couple of days. Nice. Uh, our Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. How about for our Rise and Shout? We give it to Jordan Gray, the Women's Rugby National Player of the Year. Congratulations to Jordan Gray. Nice. All right, our Twitter question, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill coming back from the Liz Frank injury? Let's uh, make sure throughout the day you're chiming in. BYUSN, use the hashtag. That's the show. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Book Ivanovich.